Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insights, ideas, and thinking in finance and investing for producers in a world of change, disruption, and chaos. Welcome to the Producers Bank Podcast, where we share weekly our best insights, ideas, and our best thinking in finance for producers in a world experiencing massive change, disruption, and massive chaos. I'm MC Lobsher, and I'm joined by Carl Schnitzer. Carl, great to see you. Hey, MC. Good to see you. Absolutely. I'm very excited for this episode, because in this episode, we're going to talk about definitions of words, terms, and concepts, because it's so important, especially in the world of finance uh, and in the world of investing. And of course, we're living during a time, Carl, where definitions in all areas of our lives are simply just changing. Uh, It's kind of interesting to see that. So it's, a, it, it's very important to bring it back and figure out exactly what the meaning is and the intention behind certain words, certain terms, and certain concepts, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's super important when you just have finance conversations with people, you know, you and I notice it, but not everyone notices it, where they use certain words, you know, where people may say, oh, yeah, I, I save money inside of my Roth IRA. Well, is that really savings, you know? Yeah, I, and, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to um, do an episode about this very, very early in this uh, podcast, because I see terms and concepts being used uh, in ways and or in sentences and in, in context that does just doesn't really make sense anymore because they've lost their meaning. Mm-hmm. So in this specific episode, we're going to look at the differences and the actual definitions and meanings of the terms and concepts of saving, investing, speculating, and gambling. To your point, I've heard so many people say, I am saving for retirement in my 401k with stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. And it it, it really, every time I hear that, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm at a loss for words, right? Yeah, same here. I hear it all the time, especially with, with my background and, you know, being from law enforcement, that's, you hear that all the time, that people are saving inside their deferred comp and their 401k, things like that. All right. So let's jump into some of these definitions. So I think what I'll do is I'm going to read from Investopedia, uh, just a quick definition of the one term and concept that we'll discuss at a time, and then we'll just share, you know, our understanding of it. So let's start with saving or savings. So here's the definition from Investopedia. What are savings? Savings refers to the money that a person has left over after they subtract out their consumer spending from their disposable income over a given time period. Savings, therefore, represents a net surplus of funds for an individual or household after all expenses and obligations have been paid. Savings are kept in the form of cash or cash equivalents. 
example, bank deposits, which are exposed to no risk of loss, but also come with correspondingly minimal returns. Savings can be grown through investing, which requires that the money be put at risk. However, you know, I actually, um, before I uh, hear your thoughts on this, that's not a bad definition. It's a very good definition. Your thoughts? It's a good definition. Uh, I think, you know, the key word there is low risk and, and, you know, little to no chance of loss. Yep. Absolutely. So when I think of savings, I think of, you know, again, the difference between what you produce in the marketplace, which brings about capital, Mm -hmm. uh, versus what you spend, you know, and the, the difference between that is essentially a surplus of capital, which can then be saved somewhere. What I like about this definition is it, it number one, um, says savings are kept in the form of cash or cash equivalents. And the second part that I really appreciate that they put in here, it's exposed to no risk of loss, but also with con- uh, correspondingly minimal returns. That's my understanding of savings. When I think when somebody says they're saving and they have their savings somewhere, it's in cash or cash equivalent. So, for example, CD, uh, you know, which is certif- certificate of deposits, when they used to <laughs> used to pay something, um, money market accounts, you could have a savings account in a bank, um, and then also. Um, you know, we obviously love a savings vehicle of life insurance, which is a cash a, a cash equivalent. Um, so I really like this definition because it really uh, essentially shares that you're taking the surplus capital and you're putting it in savings. It's not as exposed to any risk. There is no risk of loss and you earn a very minimal return on that because it's savings. Yeah. Definitely. My only issue with that definition, and it's it is great, I agree, is that it's they take a surplus after expenses, whereas you know, you and I, we pay ourselves first. Absolutely, absolutely. And we're definitely gonna talk about that um in this podcast. One of the biggest lessons that I've learned from the book, The Richest Man from Babylon, is paying yourself first. Okay, so let's talk about investing, and I'll read the definition here. What is investing? Investing broadly is putting money to work for a period of time in some sort of project or undertaking in order to generate positive returns, i.e. profits profits that exceed the amount of the initial investment. It is the act of allocating resources, usually capital, i.e. money, with the expectation of generating an income, profit, or gains. One can invest in many types of endeavors, either directly or indirectly, such as using money to start a business or in assets such as purchasing real estate in the hopes of generating rental income and or reselling it later at a higher price. Investing differs from saving in that the money is used used to uh, put to work, meaning that there is some implicit risk that the related projects may fail, resulting in a loss of money. Investing also differs from speculation in that with the latter, the money is 
not put to work per se, but it is betting on the short-term price fluctuations. Pretty well summarized. Your thoughts? Yeah, it sounded good. The only thing I think that I missed is that, you know, investing requires knowledge or some form of education, you know, and that's going to lead into one of our next, you know, terms that we're defining here. Investing requires knowledge and education in whatever you're investing in to get that positive return. Absolutely. You should never invest in something that you don't understand. Uh, And how do you know if you understand something? If you can't poke holes in something, (laughs) you don't understand it, right? Mm -hmm. You have to see the good, the bad, the ugly. You have to see the dangers, the opportunities. Uh, You have to see all different sides um, of uh, a particular investment or a particular transaction. What I like about this is, you know, you produce and create, and then you spend, you consume, and the difference is a surplus of capital, which then can be allocated to savings with no risk of loss. And then um, once you build up enough savings, well, now a portion of that, let's just say you have $100,000. Now you still keep 50000 in savings, but you take another 50000 and you invest that 50000 uh, So you're putting it into a vehicle. Uh, such as a business that you're investing in or starting or assets that you purchase, such as real estate, where uh, you are now taking on a risk as an investor. You know and understand what you're investing in uh, to minimize that risk, but you're taking on risk and you can lose all of your capital or you can, of course, profit from it. I think the, the easiest ways is just savings. Your goal is to not lose the money including yourself, not spending it. The goal is to not lose money, whereas investing, the goal is to create more money. Uh, all right, let's take a look at speculation. What is a, what is a speculation? In the world of finance, speculation or speculative trading refers to the act of conducting a financial transaction that has substantial risk of losing value, but also holds the expectation of a significant gain or other major value. With speculation, the risk of loss is more than than offset by the possibility of a substantial gain or other recompense. An investor who purchases a speculative investment is likely focused on price fluctuations. While the risk associated with the investment is high, the investor is typically more concerned about generating a profit based on market value changes for that investment than a long-term investing. When speculative investing involves the purchase of a foreign currency, it is known as currency speculation. In this scenario, an investor buys a currency in an effort to later sell that currency at an appreciated rate as opposed to an investor who buys a currency in order to pay for an import or to finance a foreign investment. That's also a very good definition of what a speculation is. Any thoughts or comments on that? Yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind with with speculating, speculating investments, you know, I think of some crypto and specifically some some specific tokens that, you know, everyone sees certain coins that are going to the moon and they throw money at it because it's speculative. It, It could go up a lot but they're still leaving a portion of that risk to just probability. And a lot of, you know, investors or quote unquote investors, I don't think they're really 
um, well-versed and not even understand what cryptocurrency is. They just hear the term. They hear, oh, it's going to get X amount of, uh, you know, 10X your money real quick, whatever, whatever, you know, and they're speculating on that. Uh, what speculation means to me is that, and I learned this from one of my mentors, Doug Casey, which he talks about a speculator takes advantage of politically distorted market situations or distortions in the marketplace brought on by either governments or um, you know arms of the government. So an example of that would be right now the energy market, where essentially with the just the, the current. The status quo right now of the world is there's four things that could literally provide the supply of energy uh, that that would satisfy the demand of energy across the world. That is oil. That is natural gas. That is nuclear. Where uranium factors in. And then there's also, uh, of course, coal. Now, those are four expletives, very bad things. Can't really say them these days because they're fossil fuels. Um, but essentially, that those are the only four sources that could provide the supply needed to meet the massive demand. Now, of course, you have the green energy crowd, which loves you know solar, and I love solar too. By the way, great on an individual level can power your house um, and can power a lot of things for you. Um, you have wind. And you have hydro uh, electric projects. All those things are very, very great. But right now, currently at the time of recording, the infrastructure doesn't exist currently on the planet to facilitate uh, that these three things could provide enough supply to meet the demand of energy that the planet needs. Well, with governments cutting fossil fuels Everywhere, there's now a massive distortion in the marketplace where speculators have come in and are making massive amount of, amount of profits because they can see the, the distortion and they can position themselves for that. So it's sort of they see what's happening in the marketplace, they position themselves for that, uh, and then they uh, obviously uh, make uh, a massive profit on the trade. Now, can they lose all of the capital on that speculation? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. they're trying to position themselves, you know, on the right side of this 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 distortion to pro- to speculate on it and essentially make a make a profit, right? Okay. So it seems like with your definition, it's there's risk to it, obviously, but it's an educated risk. For listeners and viewers that's actually interested uh, interested to learn more about. Uh, the Art and Science of Speculation. There's a book that was recommended to me by Doug Casey. It's called The Education of a Speculator. It was written by Victor Niederhofer. Um, it's a great book that essentially goes through the mindset uh, of a speculator and shares more about a strategy and, and, and how to essentially position yourself as a speculator in markets that distortions exist. I would also argue and say that in the time that we're living today, a lot of investors are being forced to be speculators because there's just so many distortions, right? Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. All right. Let's look at our final term and concept, gambling. Converse to speculation, 
Gambling involves a game of chance. Generally, the odds are stacked against gamblers. When gambling, the probability of losing an investment is usually higher than the probability of winning more than the investment. In comparison to speculation, gambling has a higher risk of losing the investment. For example, a gambler opts to play a game of American roulette instead of speculating in the stock market. The gambler only places their bets on, a, on single numbers. However, the payout is only 35 to 1, while the odds against them winning are 37 to 1. So if a gambler bets $2 on a single number, their potential, uh, their potential gambling income is $70. It's the 35 times the $2. But the odds of them winning is approximately one out of 37. Yeah, I mean, it's left to chance. There, there's no education behind it and there's no strategy. It's, it's simply up to chance. I think, you know, a, and gambling to me, that's essentially what it just means. It means going into a casino, <laughs> putting your money onto something and hoping for the best. There's Absolutely. zero control into that, right? Yeah, it's a, you know, and I think it's notable too that within casinos and within gambling and anything, normally the house always wins. They would not be in business if they didn't. Just to recap, we talked about savings, where essentially this is where you uh, put capital, which was a result of your uh, the surplus between producing and creating versus consuming. And this capital should not be... Uh, at risk at all, right? There should be um, no risk of loss and you're earning very minimal returns on this capital. That is saving. And this is probably where you have the most control over your capital. If I look at these four terms and, and concepts, then we have investing where you can take some of those savings, let you say you take half of those savings, and now you're um, allocating that capital into a vehicle, which is an investment, um, which brings about a lot of risk. You can lose all of it. The reason that you're doing that is that, that you're trying to uh, make a profit, essentially. And as we, we shared, you shouldn't invest in anything that you don't understand. And how do you know if you understand something or not? If you can't poke holes in it, you don't understand it. Um, you have some level of control in investing um, because essentially most folks would invest in their own business, which you have you have a level of control on that, um, and of course you can invest in your own real estate deals. You have a level of control over that, or you can passively invest in other deals uh, with uh, with operators. Where you obviously have a lot less control, and you're more trusting that operator because you have done your due diligence on that operator. Uh, speculation was the third term and concept, and essentially this is where you look at market distortions. Um, and you're trying to position yourself to capitalize on that. Um, and of course, this is a skill um, that can be learned. And then, of course, gambling is the fourth term and concept where essentially you're just putting money on something uh, just like you would in a casino and hoping for the best and betting. Yeah. Some comments on, on, on these four uh, terms and concepts, Carl. I, I think it's a good opportunity you know, for people listening to take a look at their own personal finances, see where they have money deployed and determine if it's, you know, a saving, if it's speculating, if it's investing or gambling. And I think a lot of 
people may realize that some of their, you know, quote unquote investments, they're actually speculating or gambling. You know, I, I, it takes a certain level of knowledge. And unfortunately, a lot of investors, they, they follow the whole pay and pray method where they're paying their 401k contributions, their Roth IRA, maxing it out every year. And they couldn't even tell you what fund it's in. Know when you are saving. Know when you are investing. Know when you are speculating. And know when you are gambling. Great uh, investors know the differences between this. They Words have power. <laughs> they really have power. Um, so they know the differences between all these terms and concepts. And they know when they're doing uh, what and and why is this important? Because you'll never ever hear a sophisticated investor say they're saving for retirement in a 401k with stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Because you just learned in this episode that at best they're investing, but more likely they're probably speculating or even worse, gambling. If you're interested in learning more how to create your own banking system, you could go to theproducersbank.com for an informational webinar. <laughs>